0: And, and as I think that at one point there, the, the character makes a wisecrack and he says, like, I, I thought some of you knew the rules. I thought you got handbooks and I just didn't get one, <laughs> which is like, you know, sort of a role playing game reference or you can interpret it however you want. But there's a lot of, yeah, there's, there's a real meta referentiality going on here. Let me um, just pull this up and scroll back up to the top and I'll just read from the start of the story. So... I don't know how I lost you. I I remember there was that long time of searching for you, frantic and sick-making. I was almost ecstatic with anxiety. And then I found you, so that was all right. Only I lost you again, and I can't make out how it happened. I'm sitting out here on the flat roof, you must remember, looking out over this dangerous city. There is, you remember, a dull view from my roof. There are no parks to break up the urban monotony. no towers worth a dam, just an endless, featureless crosshatching of brick and concrete. a drab chaos of interlacing back streets stretching out interminably behind my house. I was disappointed when I first moved here. I didn't see what I had in that view, not until bonfire night. I just caught a buffet of cold air and the sa- buffet I think, sorry, <laughs> and the sound of wet cloth <laughs> in the wind. I saw nothing, of course, but I know that an early riser flew right past me. I can see dusk welling up behind the gas towers. That night, November the 5th, I climbed up and watched the cheap fireworks roar up all around me. They burst at the level of my eyes, and I traced their routes in reverse to mark all the tiny gardens and balconies from which they flew. There was no way I could keep track. There were just too many. So I sat up there in the midst of all that red and gold splendor and gawked in awe. That washed out gray city I'd ignored for days spewed out all that power, that sheer beautiful energy. So I think something really important to note here, we've gotten a little ways into the story. And that's all just a realistic, albeit stylish, description of a part of London. So... We haven't really got we, there's a sense of brooding mystery and dark potentiality there, given the way that it's, it's addressed to someone who's been lost. Right. But he, we haven't yet dipped into sort of the um, the d- deeply disorienting weirdness. And I think that that's that's part of the plan here, which is to say to ground us in what feels like it could be a sort of stylishly rendered realistic, a realistic story and then to start to break away from that in ways that feel especially jarring. And it's all done, of course, addressed to Jake, who's gone, which makes it particularly haunting. And I think that you start off the story with a yearning for resolution and a yearning for answers. And you're not even sure what you want answers to. You're not sure what the questions are yet. And the questions come into focus a little bit, but you don't get the answers. Like, he's already posing the question, I don't know how I lost you. It's the first sentence of the story. And by the end of the story, I don't think that we know, at least I didn't know, how we lost Jake. Is that fair to say, Pete? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, his, his disappearance was like everything else. It was, it was subject to activity that we didn't see or understand. Hey, everyone. What you just heard is a preview of our latest exclusive episode. To hear the rest and to access our entire catalog of exclusive content, as well as our patrons-only Discord chat, become a patron at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. That's where you can support our work and make sure you get access to everything we do. Patreon.com slash podsidepicnic.